Hashtag SAFMBTH. 12 minutes after 4 o'clock in conversation next with Chris Papas, who is the mayor of Umgeni Municipality and also the DA Squazulu Natal Premier candidate for next year. We find out from Chris Papas, the Democratic Alliance's KZN Premier candidate for next year's election, as his party is hoping to unseat the ruling African National Congress in the province. Papas is very optimistic about uh, the DA's chances in KwaZulu Natal and believes that the prospects of winning the province are high. Chris now joining us in studio. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Thank you for having me. How do you feel KZN Premier Candidate of the Democratic Alliance? It's a big responsibility, but I'm, I'm actually really excited. Yeah. Um, I think there's there's such an optimism out there um, for something different and, you know, new. Um, and I want to explore that. Um, I want to I want to I see what hope can do for, for people and, and hopefully I can inspire yeah. that. So, yeah, and the, the people who lobbied you, w- what what was their rationale? What did they say to you? Well, I think it's number one, my my youth. Um, you know, people wanted something exciting, something new. Uh, my experience in in government, not just in in governance. So you know, being leading government. Yeah. Um, and then having having run in different spheres. You know, I've been in local, I've been in provincial, I've gone back to being in government to have that wide range of uh, of experience. My my ability with language as well obviously helps as well. Um, mm. My my qualification in terms of urban and regional development, in, that's sort of what we do in government. Um, so yeah, there was a feeling that I had what it takes to, to lead and I had what it takes to, to go across the, the province and inspire. Yeah. Why politics? Um, sure, I asked myself that many years ago as well when I, when I decided to take it seriously, but politics generally is, is the art of balancing limited resources within society amongst, you know, l- many, many different viewpoints and many, many opinions and trying to make the most of it and not just the most of it, but the best of it for the best of everyone. So I enjoy that. Um, you know, I, I've always said to people, uh, compromise, for example, I don't see compromise as, as a weakness. I think it's something that you need to make progress. Mm-hmm. And when there are limited resources and when there are so many problems and when there's so many different views, things like compromise, things like progress, things like dialogue, things, you know, uncomfortable conversations, all of those things are, are important to have. And, and that interests me. I'm not so so much interested about like internal party politics type thing. I mean, but it comes with it, unfortunately. No, no, it does. It does, yeah. and it's, it's an it's an important part. Um, mm. And and there are people who are better than that, and people who are, are not so good at that. But you know, and and I think I've you know I've been provincial deputy leader, and and I've been leaders of different caucuses. So I've I've managed that. But my real passion is in how to make make government work within this political context. How to make government work within this political context. Um, and then there is your time with COPE, which I found quite interesting while preparing for this interview, that you were with COPE. Yeah, um, that's Did you guys know that? Did you know that Chris Papas was actually a member of the Congress of the People during his student politics days, yeah? Yeah, that's I found that a bit shocking. I, I don't want to lie. I always thought that you were with the Democratic Alliance. No, that was my, my first political home was uh, COPE Student Movement. Um I said earlier we were the most vibrant and the most energetic uh, of, of mm. all the the branches, even of normal branches, and uh, I learned I learned a lot there. I mean, we went into a coalition government in, in SRC. It was us, Darso, Pasma. I mean, it was the most awkward group yeah. of people that came together. But it was it was interesting, interesting political times. Interesting political times. Um, after the announcement um, over the weekend, I was looking at some of the the reaction and 
one of uh, my 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 friends who's also a listener of the show actually sent me a a tweet i just quickly want to read it and i'd love to hear hear your response to it um gonjo what's my friend's name guys i need to find the whatsapp (laughs) (laughs) do you do you have friends aldrin yes i do (laughs) i do have friends okay um it's 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 entle entle sorry twin i call it twin normally but her number is saved as entle this is what she sent me um and this is a tweet or x from person calling themselves azania KZN may be led by an LGBTQ plus community member. It is my personal view that this will not sit well with me if Amazulu Nation and their province ends up being led by that community. I acknowledge and accept that Papas is gay, but not as my premier as I wait for the attacks. This is what this person said. Um, and um, my friend, of course, she also has a son who is um, who is gay, who identifies identifies as gay, and that's the reason why she shared this with me, not knowing that I'll be actually speaking to you today. Um, I'd love to hear from you. How do you respond to this, specifically also in the politics space, because um, you also deal with um, patriarchy and sometimes chauvinism that does become homophobic. Yeah, um, you know what, uh, I said it yesterday in my speech, um, I, I, I am where I am because of the political freedoms that you know so many people fought for. And that is regardless of my identity, which is not just my sexuality. I'm, mm. I'm also white. I'm also young. I'm also a male. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things that I I can be defined as. But I I choose not to let my my physical appearance or my sexuality be the thing that defines me. People fought so that I could be who I am. My job now as the next generation is to take that political freedom and translate it into something else. So for someone who doesn't, you know, doesn't want or doesn't see me as a leader that is good enough for them, so be it. That is Mm. their political right that someone fought for. But my political right is to stand up and say, don't look at me for my color, my age, my sexuality, but see me for what I am going to or want to deliver. See me for the message of hope that I'm trying to, to bring. Was your was your sexuality ever a a hurdle? It has never been. Yeah, it even in the, in the political space. It is. It has never been brought up as as something that has been used as a campaign against me. Yeah. Um. I think I think there are many things, and again, this is just my view. I think there yeah. are many things that that South Africans tend to to look past or or treat as secondary or or something that is not as important when making choices although it does feature in their decision making making process but when there are so many you know when the stakes are so high when the when there are so many chips on the table people tend to put something more important and that might be a, a record of delivery it might be a qualification it might be experience whatever it might be um, so it's like it's like my age. Um, someone say might say that I'm very young and yeah. and that might be an issue. But also I'm young but experienced. Uh, do Do you find that, eh? Huh? Um, that with the people that you govern um, and the people because you have the hierarchy, of course, in the municipality as well. Um, you have the mayor right there at the top, and then you have everybody else, including people in council as well. The majority of them, I I, I presume, are older than you. Um, how do you manage that, being a young leader and leading people who are much older than you? I, I don't, I don't, if you know, I don't uh, put that into my thought process. So I, I've been put there as a person. But don't you get that? I'm done a routine. Remember, even Sbonius, I think Sbonius was the small boy, something along those lines. Yeah, Sbonius from the ANC KZN yeah. chairperson. But. 
But if you if I let that get to me, then it will be something that defines my leadership. So I don't do that. Um, you know, the fact by fact people call me Bab Meya. People much older me call me Bab Meya. That's just that's in the system. But I have to I have to show that that Ubaba is is earned, um, and I can behave like a juvenile um, when people call me these sorts of things, or I can actually act the position of Ubab Meya, and it carries a responsibility as well because mm. you know us as young people, you're a young person. We want to prove that when we're given an opportunity, when we put in a space that is yeah. perhaps in someone's view beyond our age, you know the the, the number in our ID book that we will fail because of it. But so that responsibility is important and I don't let that, that it get me. Okay. We're in conversation with Chris Papas, who is uh, the premier candidate for the Democratic Alliance in KwaZulu-Natal. When we come back, we're going to discuss some of um, what he believes he'll be able to change in the province and what he believes are probably one of or some of the priority areas in the province should he be given that opportunity to become the leader um, in the province after next year's election. 0614-104-107. That's our voice note line. You can also drop me an X at Aldrin Simpia and our studio line is 086-000-2032. You are listening to Aldrin Simpia on SAFM. Let's take your voice notes on 0614-104-107 and you can also drop us a call on 086-000-2032 in conversation with Chris Papas, the mayor of Umgeni Municipality and the DA's premier candidate in KwaZulu-Natal. Aldrin, uh, good afternoon. Spindle here in Cape Town. You know, I think Chris is a perfect candidate. I worry though that... Um, the last time that you know I, we, we sometimes interact with Chris on social media um, I think he's doing a fantastic job in Umgeni we, we don't live there I live in Cape Town but I, I I get to know the street names I get to know the fields that they're busy renovating and and making sure that the kids play on weekends we, we know about their projects even though we don't live there um, well, we don't know of any other mayors that do that um, the Cape Town mayor sometimes do it uh, we've never seen um, uh, the mayors um, doing projects in the villages. I mean, Chris uh, rides an ordinary vehicle uh, around the municipality. Uh, he's an example to all these other uh, so-called mayors with big cars and bodyguards. Uh, I hope they can learn something from him and, and good luck to him. I'm worried though that he withdrew his candidate, his candidacy for the Guazul Nadal leadership initially. So I don't know how is this going to pan out. Uh, good luck to him. He's a good guy. Thanks, Aldrin. Good afternoon, Aldrin. Yeah, really great guest you've got there. I follow Chris on Facebook. I just wanted to say that you had an interview with an economist the other day who sits on Cyril Ramaphosa's panel, Financial Advisory Board, and she said, well, economists give you the facts and politicians tell you what will benefit them to get votes. Well, I think Chris Pappas actually tells the truth. You see him active, he's doing work, he gets down dirty, and I don't think his color of his skin, his sexuality, being a male, whatever it is, should deter people from seeing a man who can do the job. So, all kudos to him. I wish him well in his quest for the Premier of KZN. Cheers. Mark from Cape Town. Hi, good afternoon, Aldrin and your team. Yeah, so fitting that you are interviewing Papas. Uh, yeah, because you can relate where he is coming from. And yeah, 
I like you as a person, I like you as a journalist, I respect you even. Papas, I don't know much about him, but uh, knowing now that he is gay, he doesn't bother me at all because that's not who he should look for in a person, whether he's gay, heterosexual or bisexual. Yeah. yeah. How many politicians are sitting in government who's in the closet? Have you thought about that yet? Have a good show. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, it's their decision, I guess, uh, to be in the closet. But anyway, uh, Chris, just a quick reflection on what the, what our listeners have to say about you and your character. I think we must address that, that last comment about uh, us being relatable here. I think uh, the small town vibe, we need to explore this. No, uh, it's, 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 it's really humbling. Wow. Uh, thank you so much for the for the kind words that everyone has um, put forward. Um yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. It's I, I do what I'm, I expect that I'm supposed to do um, in my elected position. I, I know I'll make mistakes. I'm, I am only human. Yeah. Um, but they're not intentional. I think I go out there every day to try and do my best. Um, and I mean, we joked when you when we came in here and we said, you know, a lot of the politicians that come in here are a lot a lot older um, yeah. than, than I am. Um, and maybe that is maybe that is my disclaimer. Maybe mm. my disclaimer is that because I am younger, I am able to to try something that's different. I can I can make mistakes in that pursuit, and I'm not trying to rehash or recreate um, an, a narrative or something that we see out there when it comes to politics, or at least uh, at least service delivery and, and governance. Yeah, let's quickly speak about um, um, speaking about mistakes. Um, the the DA, when you look at the party currently from where you're sitting in your vantage point, where would you say there have been some tactical mistakes that the party have committed and where do you think the party needs to tighten the screws a bit? I think I think in the medium past, we've we've tried to be too much. You know, South Africa is such a diverse, diverse country in terms of viewpoints and you're never going to be able to get it make everyone happy. Mm. You know, someone who is a fundamentalist, let me say, fundamental EFF, never going to, you know, sh- you know shoot the boo, like that's 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 the guy's stance. That guy is not most likely going to vote for the DA and, and maybe you don't want that person to vote for the DA as well. So I think that's been one of our mistakes in the past is to to try and, and be too much for too many people. Um, when there is a, a, a core group of South Africans, a, a center of South Africa that are like-minded, peace-loving people who want the best for our country. So I think that's where we should be going. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the, the things. I think at times, um, and you know, I say this cautiously, that that we can we can be tone deaf sometimes. But I think that's politics in general. I think we yeah. things move so quickly um, that you, you try to keep up with the times, but. But I think that's just politics mm. in general in South Africa. Do you think that recent post um, on the, the party's timeline was also the party being tone deaf? I don't know if you saw it, the one that uh, illustration from the build uh, of Silas Brink and uh, protesting municipal workers, black protesting municipal workers. Do you think that the party was tone deaf there? I think the newspaper was probably a little bit tone deaf there. Um, mm. Not not necessarily maybe understanding what is actually happening in in Tuane. Uh, we have a a mayor and his team trying to fight back what is essentially lawlessness so whether it's it's black people or white people whoever it is mm-hmm. that is destroying that city that is what is happening um and I th- and I think that we need to take the side of people who are trying to fight back. I mean, if the city of Tuane collapses because we're being held at ransom because of unions, it would mean the same thing as if Jordan Hill Lewis and Cape Town gave into 
to taxis, uh, you know, trying to destroy yeah. the city. So, no, I don't. I don't necessarily think so. I think that sometimes we we put forward what the views of society is, and you as journalists usually try and communicate that. And if at the time that's what people feel, then we need to be able to do it better and and or communicate contextually. Yeah, um, and still sticking with race before we move over to the next point. When you when you then campaign as the premier candidate for KZN. Um, what do you say to the surrounding communities of Phoenix where the party had a campaign that said that the DA calls you heroes while the ANC calls you racist? Um, so what do you say to the other communities, the ones that were affected, the victims of the violence that played out in uh, 2021? Who, who, who are the victims? I'm speaking now about the victims, the people who had their loved ones being killed in okay. Phoenix and so forth. Yeah. So actually, I had this question this morning, and um, my answer was this. I said the the riots in KZN were unprecedented. Um, the the context in which it took place, no one ever knew something like that could could happen. So I think to try and con- I mean, and we had I, I was one of the people. I mean, having people, taxi drivers standing with farmers and mm. people who had never really worked together ordinarily, you know, come standing up to defend their communities. That was something extraordinary in our uh, in our country, maybe a, a, a defining moment. But to try and, and contextualize that or put it on a poster, I don't think was necessarily a, a good idea. Um, I think to call people who stood up for their communities heroes, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but I think in that particular context, um, you can't capture the full essence of what happened yeah. on, on a poster. <clears throat> And um, your priority areas, should you become premier um, in KZN, and one of the other sticking points is where do you stand on the Ingwanyama Trust, uh, the act being repealed? Um, the I don't believe that it should be repealed without first having a an in-depth discussion about what the Ingonyama Trust looks like, feels like, and how we can try and capacitate it. I think one of the things, and I'm engaged with uh, Isilo Samabandla not so long ago, he, he visited us and he's really trying hard to redefine what Ingonyama Trust is. So I think it would be, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater, they would mm-hmm. say, if we try to, to repeal it without critically <coughs> engaging with it as a province. I think government has has used um, the the resources that they allocate to the royal family for far too long as a tool for, for leveraging. Is instead of in working with and empowering the royal family to to be the great things that they are already. Um, so no, I think that we, we need to engage engage with, with Isilo about what land rights mean in a modern South Africa in terms of Ingonyama Trust. What does it mean to be the owner of yeah. so many resources? So there's a big discussion to have there, but I don't think repealing it outright without engaging critically about that discussion is important. Okay, do you know what, Chris? Um, apologies, we just quickly need to go to the news headlines. Um, can we come back and then you wrap up the points of your priority areas? Yes, sure. Thank you so much. Hashtag SFMBTH. We, in conversation with Chris Papas, who is um, the mayor of Umgeni Municipality in KwaZulu-Natal and over the weekend announced as the premier candidate for the Democratic Alliance in KZN, he was just about to tell us about some of his priority areas, um, should he be elected premier in KZN. But just quickly, Chris, we've got a call on the line. Is it uh, Mutlong? Oze Mutaung, Mutaung, good afternoon, welcome. Hi, how are you, how are you, and how are you, Chris? I'm well, Mutaung, how are you? I'm all right. Uh, Chris Manlalela, uh, when I first time saw you on <laughs> social media, I said, hey, but uh, in all, to wrap everything together, Chris, uh, we love what you are doing. 
and I so wish that uh, yeah, the position on I taller according to our vote, and I believe a good case that then will be in good hands. Goe, I'm not staying in Kwazulu. I'm staying here in Gauteng, but uh, whatever that we see, and a week ago I was in KZN, and like I came to your region, and uh, whatever that I used to see on social media is Bonelemina, and uh, yeah, good luck, man. Ngagogonke logo gwenzagalayo, and Estela ugutu kubege wenzinjalo, and nyabona pantabaningbayaktan, and keep it up, keep it up, my brother. Don't worry about ogunye ogneng. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mutao. Thank you so much. Uh, no, you know, it was actually quite funny. I went to uh, school with, uh, in, in my Zulu class at school, it was full of uh, Abisutu speakers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I picked up quite a bit of Susutu there, but uh, yeah, don't ask me to speak. Don't, uh, okay, then, perfect. You're just like me. Quickly, um, some of your priority areas should you be elected premier in a KZN? So, firstly, the one that's not sexy but it's incredibly important is finances. Uh, cut uh, cut contracts that are, are wasteful. Uh, see where we, where we can save monies. Look look at um, look at our budget deficits. Uh, look at uh, where we owe money. Pay off loans as quick as possible. Recuperate losses. All of those things that are not sexy but are incredibly important to make make the business work. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that will deliver services. So, put that one aside. But the real things that people want to see are, are, are service delivery. So. Two main departments, health and education, incredibly important uh, provincial government competencies in a, are in a mess and, and we need to intervene there. But the, the most important thing is, is we need to bring back dignity to people's homes and the only way mm. you can do that is to, to get the economy growing. So we need to instill confidence that KZN is somewhere that you can invest in. We need to look at those quick wins around tourism, around agriculture, around freeing up and making our ports and rails work uh, quicker where possible. Um, and to get our small towns up and, and running again. We can't have everyone moving to the big cities. Ju- they just can't handle it. So intervening into local government where we can in terms of our executive authority and making sure that local government, water, electricity, the basic services are, are delivered. Yeah. Uh, and your relationship at the, that, as the Democratic Alliance with the IFP, which is the main opposition currently in, K- in KZN, um, have you guys crossed um, the hurdle as yet or jumped the hurdle around... Um, who will be the premier should the ANC be pushed below that 50% mark and you are able to uh, put together a coalition government? Will that premier be coming from the IFP or will the premier be coming from the DA? I think that's a discussion we have at a later stage. Um, We don't know which other political parties might have to form part of that coalition. But Aldrin, at the end of the day, we are independent organizations. Yeah. We are competing for votes, and we aim to get more votes than the IFP, and I'm sure they'll come here and tell you the, the same thing in good spirit. But at the end of the day, common objective is to remove um, the guys who are currently in power who are leading our province down the, right, the wrong direction. But would, would you be willing to, to step aside to allow the IFP to, to take the lead? Let's have that discussion after we get more votes than they do. Okay, final one. Political killings in KZN. What's your plan around that? What needs to be addressed, we can't just keep sweeping it under the rug. Um, I think, you know, just having commissions of inquiry and then not acting on the outcomes of those, I suppose we're used to that in South Africa, but without actually acting on the outcomes of those is, is a problem. So let's start acting on what, you know, educated people are telling us to do around political killings. Let's try and remove some of the things that are driving those in terms of money, mm-hmm. power and position. Um, and let's let's try and make our province peaceful again. Do you fear for your life at all? 
at times I do. I would be naive not to to fear. Um, I come from a province, as you said, where hundreds of politicians and Izindun and Amakosi have, have died. But again, within the context that, that we are talking in, this is the responsibility or the, the risk that I carry. Okay, thank you so much for your time. That is Chris Papas, who is the mayor of Umgeni Municipality and the Democratic Alliance's KZN Premier Candidate. All the best. Thank you so much.